Guys, it is so, so exciting to be part of a new video platform that is so different and not for teenagers. Do you know how novel that is? And on a platform that's B2B related, like I don't know how much more exciting it gets than that, how much more opportunity you have than that to get in organic content, once again, that you don't have to right now put an ad spend behind. In this episode, we talk with Goldie Chan. Goldie is one of the top LinkedIn video creators, global keynote speakers, and digital strategists. Her channel won LinkedIn Top Voice and is the longest running daily show on LinkedIn platform. She's known as the Oprah of LinkedIn by Huffington Post. Goldie also works with some global brands such as WeWorks, Skype, London Partners, and she also runs her own social media agency, Warm Robots, and also writes for Forbes. This is Creative Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your host, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption, and I am super excited that we have an amazing guest today. But before we do that, I got to introduce my co-host, Ricky Ray Butler. So <laughs> I, I don't understand why I have to introduce me every time. Like, well, I think everyone should know that we're a co-host by now. <laughs> okay, well. Are you basically <laughs> saying that I'm just not really good in front of the camera and... I, I wasn't going to say that. Well, leave that in the comments below, right? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay, so before we bring on our guest, which I'm really excited about, because um, mm -hmm. we're going to be talking a little bit about LinkedIn, um, I've been noticing that people are using LinkedIn kind of like Facebook, and it drives me freaking batty. I don't know. Do you also, <laughs> how are they using LinkedIn like Facebook? It, it's like they're putting social posts of things that are not relevant to business. So I'm like, this is a business business platform, and we should keep it a business platform. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. We don't need to see a picture of a cat and and see something like I. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of reposting from other platforms on a LinkedIn right now. Absolutely, they, 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 they noticed has gotten engagement, let's say on Instagram or other platforms, and yeah, it definitely isn't a fit. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I think the thing for me though is just like they weren't getting their fix over on Facebook, so they have to go and repost it on <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> and I'm like, come on! I, See, I, I can enough. jump in and just laugh at that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to totally interrupt you guys because that's absolutely what's happening, and it's no bueno. So. <laughs> right. So well, this is the first guest that actually jumped into our banter, so we might as well introduce our guest. Yes. So we have with us Goldie. Chan, um, who is one of the pioneers on the LinkedIn platform, who is one of the first you no know, content creators that has really built a strong following. How are we doing, Goldie? Uh, doing great. <laughs> um, I just drank about half a gallon of coffee <laughs> that's right why, now. So that's, 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 that's why she interrupted the banter. <laughs> that's why She's I interrupted like, the banter. <laughs> I was like, guys, I'm ready. Let's talk LinkedIn, which is, I have to say, they're not paying me to say this, is my favorite platform there you go. on sure. the internet, which is not surprising, though, because I've built this crazy following on it. So it makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. Let's yeah. jump right into LinkedIn video. Like, LinkedIn and LinkedIn video yeah, specifically, because sure. like yes. I'm like super fascinated with LinkedIn, and I love looking at people and culture right. and and knowing niches. And what I really liked about LinkedIn for years, it's a great way to actually synergize as a business mm -hmm. and get business yes. I, I, you know advice and and support mm -hmm. by other people in the industry. Like I I've been able to reach out to people at YouTube and at Facebook mm -hmm. and all these different places, and LinkedIn's a great way because I could just send them a message. You know, right. where if I try that on another platform like Facebook, it's like, no, it's never going to happen. Now, Twitter, yes, 
I can definitely well, find Twitter, people. Well, Twitter, I'm making this hand motion. It's like Twitter's 50-50. Twitter is press. So if you want to reach press, Twitter is such a great place or, to reach Or YouTubers them. too, though. Or YouTubers, YouTubers they, yeah. they respond pretty well on Twitter. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. okay, so LinkedIn is like emerging. And I was super nervous when Microsoft <laughs> bought it. Yes. And did you, like, how long have you been on the platform? And when did you see this shift? Oh my gosh, I think dinosaurs were roaming the earth when I joined LinkedIn. <laughs> but what ended up happening is I joined the LinkedIn video beta in 2017. So here's how the story goes. Right. I left a head of marketing position at a social analytics startup uh, based in New York while I was living in Los Angeles. And I had a month sabbatical and I thought during that month sabbatical, I'm going to fluff around for lack of a better term. And I was fluffing around and then I got into the LinkedIn video beta in August of 2017. And I thought, instead of doing content that I think is monetizable or on brand, ironically, I'm going to make whatever videos I want. And at the time that was pop culture, brand new marketing. <laughs> and nice. that was just daily videos. And I thought I'm gonna throw these out there and no one's going to watch it except for the 10 other people who are in this beta. And I also thought, I'm going to do this instead of a YouTube channel because number one, I know how much work it takes to launch a proper YouTube channel. But number two, no one's, once again, no one is going to watch this. It's LinkedIn. I have 2,000 followers. No one's really engaging with me. So I can safely kind of just throw stuff in the universe, like throw just the spaghetti against the wall and no one will ever see it. And the great irony of that, of course, is then everyone saw it. Sure. So all of my spaghetti was all over the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so being the first in the platform, like really taking it seriously, that's where you were able to get a lot of press follow-up? Is that... Yes. So I think that was definitely very helpful. And it's so funny to me to think about the first 20 or 50 or so people who got into the platform the same time as me, most of them dropped off the face of the earth because I tried to, I'm such a big community builder and community nerd. So that's part of why I've been so successful is, as you guys know, I encourage others to also create. I don't think it's a competition. I think it's a collaboration. I think that as one of the first in, you have to be a leader. And so you have to set a good example and you have to encourage new people to join, I don't see those people as competition. I see them as they all help the ecosystem rise up, right? Um, and so that definitely helped being first in. It helped so much to get that first initial push. But to be fair, the first 10 videos or so that I did, I mean, those got 100 views. By the way, I thought I was so popular because I was like, <laughs> I oh got my gosh, views. I got, you know, I got 100 views, got 10 comments. One or two would be from people I didn't even know. When you're creating content for the first, when you're a new content creator, that is so exciting because it means something that there's one or two people you don't know commenting on your content it means your content is getting out there. So that was ironically so exciting at the time. Now I look at my numbers now and I'm like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Now, are you doing this full time now? So I still run my social media strategy agency part time, but I am creating daily videos. So I have the longest running daily video channel on LinkedIn. Um, we're getting close to 700 daily consecutive, wow, never congrats. interrupted videos. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey. It's I've a lot of work. Uploaded a lot of, 
a lot of videos. I've definitely been on flights between the U.S. and some other country and been freaking out that my video isn't uploading, but I need to upload between, you know, this Wait, wait, wait. You're the one that's, like, on the plane trying to upload a video? I'm that person that's, like, where they're, like, please shut down your devices. I'm like, no, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Like, where's all the bandwidth? Oh, Goldie's on the flight. <laughs> I'm, I literally remember I was trying to upload a video, I think, right before I left for London, right? So I was just like, I just want to get this video out there. Um, so I had the beautifully edited video. Of course, I made take a took a lot of hours. Um, it wasn't uploading; like it was uploading at snail's pace. So I opened up my my phone and I recorded a video of me holding my laptop, running down the gangplank because at that point I was late for my flight, trying to upload a video. And I was like, Well, I hope one of these videos uploads by the time I sit in my seat. And you know, of course, which video actually uploaded was a video of me <laughs> madly running try, to try to catch my flight, like record a recording of me trying to upload a video. And that is what my life has been for the past two years or so. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was your history with LinkedIn before you started doing video? Like, was it a platform that you used often? It was a platform that I used to get jobs. I mean, it was a resume platform. I think that's how a lot of people use it. And sometimes I would use it to reach out to people or brands or et cetera. When I was working in-house, I thought were interesting. It It is very accessible and you can reach those people, which is why it's so wonderful. So I was using in that context. And also, once again, I thought I had so many followers because I had about 2,000 followers and connections total. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm doing really good. Like, I'm a very connected person. Once again, so ironic considering my numbers now. And, and LinkedIn right. probably said, you're an all-star too. Like, yes, like the and LinkedIn, gave, me that, LinkedIn like, oh, gave, gave me that all-star badge, which basically only means that you filled out your profile to completion. <laughs> hey, but hey, hey, but hey. you feel, I felt so excited. I was like, I get like 26 views a week, you know, on my profile profile i'm famous <laughs> at this point well i remember like 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 early career you know i i used a lot of linkedin yeah and and i still do today but i remember getting to that 500 plus mark that, yeah. that, that was like the minimum mark that was right? just like yeah, okay, okay. You're, you're you're actually you're doing connected. pretty good you're you're, you're awesome. 500 plus connections <laughs> right <laughs> right i'm still waiting for him to actually connect with me <laughs> yeah. as a first uh, not, not gonna happen <laughs> but this, this, this is the thing Rejected if you were so on creepy on, <laughs> online <laughs> you're always, you're always harassing me on twitter i'm not gonna let you do that on linkedin <laughs> i do so, harass you on twitter <laughs> so, but that's what friendship really, is guys like linkedin <laughs> is one of those platforms that actually helped me build my business my business plaid you know yeah. that, you know that I started like 10 years ago. Um, it, it was really, you know, I, I started a company. I was new. I, I was not very experienced. And and so in order to get in front of people in a non-aggressive, non-annoying way, I figured out how to organically start conversations on LinkedIn yeah. to get into doors. Well, his, his conversations like this, dear sir, I have <laughs> dear, a good deal so for you. I have an amazing <laughs> opportunity. Only 30 seconds to make a decision. 49-7. <laughs> Please respond now. Quickly. I, I feel like that the barrier to entry on LinkedIn is still so low. You can start conversations about business, and that's what people don't understand. The decision makers are on LinkedIn. I, they are not on any other platform in such a high density as they are on LinkedIn. And I really like it because like thought leadership is, is interesting. I like thought leadership. Right. And you see the different platforms that are out there. And, you know, I, I actually made a post a while back, about a year ago, and I was at a conference and one of the VPs of YouTube says, Hey, I really liked your post. I'm like, what post are you talking about? And he's like, oh, on LinkedIn. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess 
people people yes. actually see it. Well, and well, it's really cool, is, too, because the insights will tell you who's actually seeing right, your right, articles, right. which is awesome. Yeah, I've, I've done a couple of posts where, where people have come and talked to me at, at events, and I never really thought that they got a lot of reach. But if, if you think about well, it, the business the community is not, the, not the that business big. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not that big. It's, it's very niche. And that's what I tell people who are new content creators, which is even if you get 100 views and two likes on your post, guess what? Out of that hundred views, there might be four CEOs or or director level people that you want to connect with that you don't know has now seen your content. Which is why, first of all, of course, I I always have to push quality, 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 quality focused content. Yeah. So things that you want to be known for. So don't post that picture of a random horse unless you work with horses on your LinkedIn. Save Amen. that for Facebook. <laughs> save it for Instagram. Save it for Twitter. Literally save it for every other social platform. On LinkedIn, keep it what you want to be known for, what you want to be known as in a business context, right? right. You know, we'll stay out of what you want to be known for personally. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep it off to the side. Keep now, it so let me let me ask you, Goldie. Like, there's a lot of people that look as LinkedIn's starting to mature a little yes. bit, and it's starting to uh, bring on new capabilities. Like, it has uh, you can do live video on right. it now. Um, are like, is LinkedIn heading in the right direction? Are they doing things right? I mean, are they looking at other platforms? Some of the the hurdles that they had to overcome. Um, you know, with their ecosystem? Well, I think it's so funny because LinkedIn literally is the old man learning, the old dog learning new tricks. Oh, dear. Right? <laughs> because it is a mature platform. It's been around for years. It is not a nascent platform like, let's be honest, TikTok is, right? right. TikTok is so much newer so they can experiment. Everyone's like, oh, it's so new and the children's are on it. Um, but LinkedIn is not that platform. There are people who have literally had accounts since the beginning and right. they're all of a sudden like, why, why is this video showing up in my feed? You know, get out of here, kids. Uh, get off my lawn. And I think that There's is definitely what, <laughs> more trolling these days. There is so and there's much so trolling. much more trolling. Why? Because now it's become a social platform. Right. And I think before it was just really a resume networking platform. And now as the social aspect has come in, along with the good comes the trolls, right? I, if they introduce stories I'm going to delete my account and shut so it down. I don't I need another set of this. stories everywhere. There are stories, but stories oh. are actually only right now in a very interesting, I think, interesting beta. So they're only available to college students who talk about college issues. Okay. So they talk about business and networking, but from a college perspective, and they post stories to each other. And I think that is really interesting to not make stories widely available. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I, I think stories are wonderful. Like on Instagram, I think that they're useless on YouTube right now, we'll, uh, we'll but, see. Like, but LinkedIn, like I, I, like for me, it's more about business development and business connections. And when you bring the stories in, like people are going to use it in a way that isn't going to benefit the business community. Well, this is yeah, what you're saying about yeah. live yeah. too though, right? And this is actually my primary concern as a mama bear of the community, of the creative community. I'm a little bit more conservative. I know that's not a popular word in terms of content creation. I don't want to see people going on LinkedIn and creating totally inappropriate live video content, right. which has definitely happened on 
the F word on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I personally don't want to see that necessarily enter into the ecosystem of LinkedIn, which is still business. It is still marketing. It is still like all of my favorite words in the universe. Um, but, but I think that that content, if it ever does happen, yeah. will get flagged really quickly and shut yeah. down. I, I don't think And it's anyone, still in a closed yeah. beta. So right. I, I personally like like all the innovations happening on LinkedIn right now. Like in the last like several yeah. years, I feel like it's been a huge step up because early on, you know, I was really excited about LinkedIn. And I'd say after like five years, I wasn't as excited. I just had it and I just didn't, I didn't do as much with it. And that but today, is the story of most people. Right. But today with, with the video capabilities, I mean, I'm getting a lot more information. I'm getting in different ways. And so personally, I think the stories would be great because I think I think that's just a new way of communicating that's more efficient today. Right. And, and I, it just it clutters up everything. I, I, sure. I just disagree. Like like for me, I, I know that we have two different approaches. You don't, you don't but like YouTube stories? I, I personally, <laughs> let's, let's, let's focus on LinkedIn. The discussions <laughs> about LinkedIn. Two hours later. <laughs> no, but the, the thing about LinkedIn is like there, it is an ecosystem of, you know, businesses. And then you can use stories, but I think it's going to be abused. I would rather have LinkedIn take the energy and effort that they're putting in stories and put double down in video. Like mm -hmm. right now, it, it, it's a, like an immature platform right now, uh, LinkedIn video. And there's so many different enhancements that they could actually do that will bring more value, not only to the people that received the content and view it, mm -hmm. but the, actually the, the creator. Like for me, there's just very simple things that you can do right now, but I don't think that they're putting the resources into it as fast as they could. So you think there's be, there needs to be they're more trying to focus on what they have. Exactly. It's like okay. look, when you put the resources, like face, it's just me like Facebook. They're coming out with some new feature that no one's ever going to use in a million years. But it's like, on LinkedIn, like really focus in on what makes LinkedIn great. Like I think, I think it's all about connection. Isn't that yeah. makes LinkedIn great? Isn't that like a, do I need a hat like that? I'll probably <laughs> the, the connection aspect. No, I think I think that there are just so many projects happening right now because of the Microsoft. Yeah. acquisition that they're they are that LinkedIn is focusing on more than just video, right? There's groups now. They built an entire team around LinkedIn groups. So their LinkedIn events is another thing that's in a slightly closed beta. There's all these different those, projects. Those make sense. Right. Like groups, events, stories, not so much. Let's let's double down yeah. on video. Like I want a custom thumbnail. I want I want video analytics that's a lot more in you know in depth. Right. Um, you know, I want to be able to have a video library and not just see the stats on just one little video here or there. It's just like, there's a whole list of things. It's just like, there's definitely a whole list of demands <laughs> that I've heard from the community and I related directly to LinkedIn. So thank you for bringing them up again. <laughs> You're like, thank you so much. I've already covered this last well, with me, like with stories, there's just such like a trans, I mean, a, a transparent and then like a high conversion rate as a result of those. So I think like, as a company that has like a sales org, um, and and let's say if I have like a, you know a team that wants to promote an event, it just seems like storage would be an awesome opportunity for that. But but I, I totally get what you're saying. Like there yeah. might be too much to right now. My question is, you know, how do you deal with the, the LinkedIn video algorithm? Like, do you have any insights around it? Because for me, in my own personal use, it seems a little harder to predict. So you can't predict it. I like to say that whoever is running the LinkedIn video algorithm is in a mountain somewhere. It's probably monkeys, <laughs> snow caps. They're like playing around with some typewriters. I don't know. And then whatever gibberish comes out of the typewriter, that's kind of the LinkedIn video algorithm. And I think that other video creators on the platform would agree with me. If you're trying to hack the algorithm and you care only about the numbers and the metrics, which let's be honest, sometimes you, you have to, right? Yeah. Um, 
you can't predict it right now. Why? Because it is still so new, so nascent that they are playing around with the algorithm. So if I tell you something that I think works today, that may not be absolutely the thing that works next week, next month, etc. as they're building it out, just like LinkedIn Live came out sort of spontaneously. I mean, I knew about it, but you know, it came out all of a sudden and now LinkedIn Live is being prioritized in the feed. And so we're right. seeing a lot of push for mm. that. And um, and you don't know what's going to come next per se, or what is best practices. Although I will say just in general, if you're thinking about doing LinkedIn video, one really good best practice is to keep it under a minute, keep it a minute or less to start. So that way you at least get views till completion because Mm. it's just shorter content in general. And the other thing is please stop spam tagging. So I see a lot of people where they spam tag 50 plus people, completely irrelevant people in the post. And that's just irritating. That's just a life irritating thing, right? And you're going to alienate, especially some of the top creators on the platform, if you constantly tag them in your posts that are irrelevant, right? Not at all related to what they're interested in or or anything like that. It's like the early days of Facebook. It it really is. I'm telling you, it's like a mirror to the past of what's happening Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn right now is what happened at Facebook several years ago. And it's just like, people are like, oh, here's an exploit. They haven't fixed it. And it's like, they're putting so much energy and resources in making it a better, a more robust platform that they're missing the things that actually make it spammy and turn, turns people like me off. Like, I just like, I'm like thinking now, oh, do I want to have time to spend looking at things that are not relevant to what right. I'm interested in. And there's quite a bit that of platform. that growth hacking, which is yeah. what you're talking about, right? That's the nice pretty term for basically trying to exploit the weaknesses in a platform in order to get ahead very, very, very fast. Um, and, and personally, I'm not for it. I'm all about just the solid organic content, you know, just keep going and creating right. the solid content. So you're always known for that as opposed to being known for the person who I will I will, this person will go a name, but one of the people that I know. There's who, only like five people putting videos on LinkedIn. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but there's somebody who actually did written content and they got booted off the platform because they were not only hilariously exploiting a bunch of these loopholes, they were writing articles about exploiting the loopholes and how they felt so great they could exploit said loopholes. And then LinkedIn, of course, read these articles and then shut them down. And that to me is just, honestly, it's a little bit of of hubris and a little bit of stupidity, kind of mixed together. Well, (laughs) since you talked about loopholes, let's let's kind of uh, have this be a discussion because this is a very hot topic, something that we've covered, you know, for years, but there are view botting and, yeah. and that happens consistently. There's like bots and all the different oh, yeah. things that happen there. I know Ricky, I know you and your company, you know, you're very sensitive. What's, what's real engagement and what's false engagement. Absolutely. Uh, so that has happened on every platform. And now I'm starting to see numbers on, on LinkedIn. I'm like, is it really, come on, it cannot be this high <laughs> As you think, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, it, it, is it this, is it as big of a problem as it is on like on another platform like Instagram? So I think it's starting to <coughs> become that. Why? Because the money is starting, the deals, the brand deals are starting to come onto LinkedIn. Whenever the money comes, then the then people who are trying to growth hack to get more money. Then they come. So when at the early days of the LinkedIn video ecosystem, in the early days in 2017, which was only <laughs> two years ago. Um, 
when people thought I was a complete <coughs> idiot and I got told that often, they're like, go make videos on YouTube. What are you doing? Why are you trying to do these stupid videos on LinkedIn? And now they're all biting their tongue. Yeah, I won. Um, so <laughs> it's so funny because now money is coming into the ecosystem. So now everybody is like, oh, I'm going to figure out how Goldie Growth hacked it. I'm going to do the same tips and tricks that she did <laughs> to like get there. And I'm, I'm just like, no, guys, I've literally been here for almost two years. That's how yeah. I did it. And I did it every single day. But it's interesting to see people coming into the ecosystem and they want to figure out those loopholes. They want to figure out the growth hacks. And with every loophole growth hack, here's what's going to happen. You could exploit it for a while and then it's going to close. Right, right. And, and, and every think, sing, True of every single platform, as yeah. you guys know. And I think the, the, the true key is quality content will always be supreme. You know, you might yeah. get some, some temporary views, either automated or whatever, whatever you want to, to call it. But at the end of the day, when you're creating better content that people people want to consume, then that's what, that's, what's going to win 100%. And so for me, I I've been playing around with LinkedIn video quite a bit for myself and some other people. The thing that I found is it's all about people truly engaging with the video and not necessarily like, how long are they watching for? Are they sharing it? Are they commenting? Is the, the, the shares getting a lot of comments from their group? You know, there's, there's certain algorithms that, that I can see that are happening. Now, what are the percentages and promotions? Who knows, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, is it going to be good quality content that people are like, hey, I found value and I want to share this with Ricky because Ricky would find value yeah. in it as well. Well, it's so funny. So one of the subjects that I cover, because I cover lots of very random subjects, is Dungeons and Dragons. And I actually work on with- On LinkedIn? And I- <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I also, <laughs> I write for Forbes and what do I write about? Extremely nerdy things. Like I write about how Dungeons and Dragons teaches us about leadership and about storytelling and all these things. So I just released a interview video with a couple of, you know, actual like movie television stars that you recognize who play Dungeons and Dragons. And I interviewed them about what they think about storytelling and D&D. &D. And it's funny because this video, is it doing very well? It's actually not numbers-wise, doing very well, but it's getting so many shares. That's what's fascinating to me. People are privately sharing this video, and they're, like, secretly watching it and commenting <laughs> on it, and I get these secret messages. like, oh, my God, I love D&D. &D. Thank you so much for sharing this. Like, and I think it's so funny because publicly it's not – it's definitely not one of my better performing videos, but it's privately – all these people are watching it. And I know there are so many CEOs out there who play D&D &D or have played D&D &D their lifetime, and they're watching that too. And now they know I'm a D&D &D aficionado, right? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, I've played D&D &D probably like three times. <laughs> and the reason why I played is that everyone would tell me, well, a lot of people would tell me that I look like a D&D &D nerd. I was like, well, this must be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should try this out and see if I like it. And yeah. so I, I, I've been playing with uh, the Corridor Digital guys. I don't know if you know them. They're, mm -hmm. they're a YouTube channel, Amazing. and they're way into D&D, &D and they have, like, these, like, castles. And, like, one of them's, like, you know, Sam is, like, this dungeon master that has all this stuff. I played it once. I was like, whoa, that is cooler. I'm like, if you get into it and you're playing with people that are into it, they're very, like, you no know, dramatic. It's actually really fun. You know, Daryl loves D and D. Like I, I've never played D and D never played, no. in my whole life. <laughs> I was, right. I was always stuck. Like, probably gonna harass me on Twitter again. No, 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 no. no There's no. nothing wrong with D and D. Like, there's nothing wrong with it all. But the storytelling is amazing. It forces I, I you to use your imagination. On, yeah, yeah. Nintendo the whole time. I was just playing Nintendo. I didn't have time for D and D. That took too much time. Yeah, it does take a lot of time. <laughs> I just, I think that there are so many interesting ways you can take unexpected content and make it related to the 
to properly to the ecosystem in LinkedIn. Right. So I tie things like D&D, Disney, Harry Potter, et cetera, all the things I love, and I tie them back to business, marketing, branding, things that actually make sense on LinkedIn. What I'm not so much liking is um, people posting videos of themselves crying on LinkedIn. I feel that that content, quite honestly, for personal brand sake, is better served on Facebook or on Instagram. If you want to talk about also purely about likes, that content will just do better on these other more personal platforms. And on LinkedIn, when I see that kind of content, I think it's beautiful they're creating content, but I think it's not proper to put it on LinkedIn and it doesn't help your business brand to post a video of you crying over who knows what and not business related things. Cry over business related things and then post that on LinkedIn. Sure. <laughs> well, okay. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn video, there's yep. a lot of, a lot of things. Could you give the viewers and listeners like the hacks? Like what, what are, mm -hmm. what are, what, mm -hmm. if someone's coming into it says, Hey, I want to get, be serious about LinkedIn. Yeah. What should I do? And I, I'd like to hear it from like a brand side and then also like just someone that's an individual. Sure. So first of all, watch my amazing, go on to LinkedIn learning slash Linda and go watch my course on how to do LinkedIn video, which by the way, you can access for free if you have a library card in California, Texas, or New York. So go ahead and do that guys. Um, but let's talk about it from, I love talking about it from the brand perspective. It's my favorite. Let's nerd out. So when you're thinking about creating videos from the brand perspective, first of all, what is your, we're going to get back to ABCs with brands. What is your major keyword, right? What are you focused on? What do you want to be known for? If you're a car dealership, why does your videos have no cars in it? Don't do that. Make sure that your videos are aligned with whatever you're trying to sell because you're probably trying to sell something. However, don't make your videos salesy. Make your videos educational about the subject matter that you want to be known for. So this is super simple rules to good, strong, organic content on LinkedIn. And once again, if you're a brand, you can get away with more like, I would say the two to three minute mark of content to start, and then also make sure that your word captions make sense. Do not throw in 50 hashtags. This is not Instagram. It will not actually help you to do that. In fact, it just once again looks junky and it will not increase reach. So you just look like the person that's wearing like 12 layers on the airplane because you were too cheap to check in the bag. I've All done right. that. I've <laughs> done that. <laughs> I'm looking directly at, a, at the two people in this room. Guilty. <laughs> Why in the world do they have ha you know, hashtags or tagging if you, you know, can't use them? Right, right. No, it, I'm just saying if it worked, do it. But it's currently it work. at this moment in time, it doesn't work. So don't do it. Right, it's as sure. simple as that. But on Instagram, of course, like on Instagram, it works. So you're, <laughs> you should do that on Instagram. I'm not an Instagram expert, so I'll leave it to the Instagram experts. But so that's kind of how you want to think about it from the brand perspective, really quickly and briefly. Now, personal brand, which is can, so. Can we fun. stop? Because yes. I want to. I want. I think I want to interject. There's a lot something. of good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, there's just so much, so much <laughs> that people need to look I'm at. Just going to keep talking I, really quickly. <laughs> I, really, I really love that that aspect of what brands need to look at, and I think too they need to understand the audience, like like. Sometimes how you approach a B2B versus a B2C is, is completely different. And so you need to look at, okay, who's actually intended to see this? And then what are some problems that they're facing? And I found that brands that focus in on um, specific target audiences, specific verticals within that, they tend to, their content tends to succeed. Like if they're saying, okay, these millennials that are working at startups, if we did an article about that and some of the things that they actually fill, 
guess what happens? They, they, the people like resonate with their content and they want to share it naturally. Because it's educational in a way that's actually useful. And I think that's where people miss the mark on educational content. They're like, I am going to teach this. But is it what people want to learn? Making that face, is it? Um, But once you create educational content that is useful, that's when you've hit your sweet spot. And it does matter what your, thank you for saying that, what your target audience is, who your target demographic is. What are your major goals? How do you want to increase, let's be honest, brand awareness? Because on LinkedIn right now with your content creation, it's still really brand awareness and significantly less conversion. So everyone wants to convert right away, especially with brands, brands that are entering into the ecosystem. They're like, I want to release a video and then I want to get 3000 new subscribers. I'm like, Ooh, well, (laughs) uh, you know, that's not really a reasonable ask, especially if you only have 10,000 followers on your brand page, you have to start with brand awareness first on LinkedIn and you're going to slowly eventually convert those people. You're going to put them in the funnel, right? but you're not, you're, you're not like shooting this skyrocketing them right. through the funnel. So so back to brands, I think this is really good. You, you yeah. probably had something, but I, I really like two things on LinkedIn a lot. Number one, the cost to entry for advertising is super high. Like yeah. to, eat, to, to do a sponsored post is like yep. extremely high, which I love because then it's not being diluted and a lot right. of people are, are using it right. that way. The second thing is, is I, I noticed that um, there's not a lot of favoritism between, you know, brand pages versus uh, personal profiles. Yep. And, and like you can have growth on both organically. Yep. You don't have to pay for it, which is, hey, if you have some quality content, just because LinkedIn actually has other ways that they make money as well, you know, that they're able to go from there. But I really like that uh, per se. But would you encourage brands to supplement it, do like a blending strategy where they have a strong organic piece and then just kind of, um, throw some ad spend behind it? I mean, if you have the budget, always buy. <laughs> Quite <laughs> frankly, right? If you have the budget, create first of all, create beautiful, stunning, amazing, targeted, organic content, number one. But number two, if, you, if you're a big, big brand, if you're a big corporation and you have that ad spend budget, yes, what are you doing? Of course, buy targeted ads that will get you in the door, especially if you're B2B. Because B2B on LinkedIn is such an interesting ecosystem. I love it because you don't have any other once again social platform on the internet that has that kind of B2B, like all the B2B businesses are on there and they're looking out and they're seeing who they want to buy from, right? It's B2B buying from B2B. And if you can get in, if you can carve your own slice of that universe and you're B2B, you're golden. And we all know that in this room. But how do you get there? And I think now there's a chance to get there organically, which three, four years ago, there wasn't really a chance to get that kind of views or that kind of engagement interaction organically. And now there is. So why wouldn't you shift, say, some of your previous ad spend on LinkedIn over to organic content? That's kind of also how I think about it. A lot of these brands have been in the ecosystem there forever. Now think about actually going almost backwards, going from ads too organic because you can get a little bit more of a push now. So why wouldn't you want to try something slightly newer, which is ironically going back to organic unpaid? Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Now, one thing you mentioned is don't be salesy. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where um, I think we've all experienced with content on LinkedIn mm-hmm. with somebody uploading a, vi- a video that seems very self-serving, you know, doing a rah, 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 come and buy this or, or do this. But I think that's like a principle in life. Um, and if you really think about it, do you know any sales executive 
um, that's been very successful that's the over-the-top salesy? Usually not. Usually it's someone that can teach, they can educate, and, and they can explain things in a way that makes it so it, um, people um, understand what they need and it makes sense. And it sounds like you know, it's, it's the exact same um, you know, type of methodology that needs to happen on, on, on LinkedIn. You need to create content that's engaging, sure, mm-hmm. but it needs to educate and, need to ha- and it needs to have substance. Yes, and I think that when you try to be, ironically, right, and I think the same thing is, I love to bring up dating. The same thing is true of dating. When you try to be like, hey, I'm single, like, please, somebody love me. It doesn't work as well. The desperation. The desperation, right, which we were talking about before we recorded this. When you're desperate in any context, that's significantly less attractive than when you're confident. And confident salespeople don't need to sell directly. Confident salespeople know that the product they're repping is so good that if they give you exposure to it and the ethos behind it, it will naturally it will naturally sell. And I think keeping that keeping that truth alive will make people also better salespeople, but also that is what converts in the end is just being so confident that you know that of course your product sells because it's just plain good enough and you're confident in it. Okay. So now we've talked about business. Let's like move to the creator side. Like what, uh, yeah. now, now we're ready to give them some tips. <laughs> so now, now the creative tips. So whenever I'm talking to people who are thinking about just building their own personal brand series, let's start with the building blocks, right? Once again, this is all just personal brand one-on-one too. So I always start with the targeted demographic. Who is your audience? Are you an accountant speaking to other accountants? Or are you an accountant who's speaking to prospective clients? Two very different ecosystems. Maybe not the sexiest example, but that's LinkedIn. I love that LinkedIn is not the sexiest platform out there. there. That to me makes it so sexy. I don't know. I'm just a weird contrarian like that. (laughs) But that's the first thing you need to do is figure out who you're actually targeting. That's number one. Number two, what do you want to deliver to them, that's once again a value to them, not to you, value to them and educational. Number three, is it consistent or do you have a consistent posting schedule and is your content consistent? Do you have consistency with, okay, I'm always going to talk about accounting processes or am I always going to talk about just being a better leader in the accounting industry, right? And having consistency across, say, the six videos that you decide to make. And that's the other thing. Cap the number of videos. Be like, I'm going to create five videos on this. I'm going to create 10 videos on this. Go ahead, shoot them all, right? Shoot them all in one go, especially if it's scary. Film them all and then segment them out and then post them every Tuesday, every Thursday, whenever you think it would do the best and try sandboxing with times that you're posting it. And then finally, and I love this part, once again, keep it a minute or less. Keep it very, very short. And it's so easy when you're creating a video, especially if you're vlogging for the first time, that you start talking and then 12 minutes later, you're like, here's my video (laughs) and it's so concise and it's great. No, it's not, absolutely trash. So I'm horrible. Um, It's not absolutely trash, it's wonderful. I heart all of you content creators. But it's so easy because it happens to all of us that our first videos, especially once again, when you vlog, go so long because you get nervous. And when people get nervous, they ramble. 
they talk without thinking because that's what our brains do when we get into fight or flight, <laughs> when we get scared. So you want to make yourself do one minute. Now, how do we make ourselves do one minute of content? Before every video, we bullet point out what we're going to say. Very simple, right? Just do maybe three or five major bullet points of what you're going to say. And I guarantee you will be, it will be so much easier for you to stay within that minute mark because look how prepared you are. And you know, you're going to do six videos on this. You've bullet pointed out the entire series. You're your own production studio. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, so doing a mini series is really important, yeah. like around the same topic. Um, now about the, the, the one minute video, um, that seems to, 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 to follow a similar pattern to other video platforms where it seemed like, you know, having a shorter video earlier on during the, the platform was sometimes the best way to go. Mm -hmm. But do you think LinkedIn could potentially change and like be really focused on more long form? Um, yes. And I think that there are people who have been successful who started with long form right. from the get go who are doing six, seven, eight minute vlogs. I call it early YouTube. Yeah. You can I, get away with I, that now. I, I I think personally, like I I see the the wisdom for one minute videos. I really do. I see the wisdom. But at the end of the day, I think if you're providing really good quality content, I think a three minute video is is the best reach. And I and the only reason why I say that is not disagreeing with you on that. I I think there's value in both. Mm -hmm. But a good three minute video video is about the tolerance level of most people. Like if they if you can pull them in in a minute. They'll watch another two minutes. Well, I will agree with you if you're an experienced content creator. If However, you're starting out. If you're starting out and this is the first time you've ever created video content, period, then I think shorter is better. Now, once again, if you're an experienced content creator who's been on YouTube, who's been on Instagram, all these other platforms, yes, of course you can do longer videos because you don't necessarily need to do the bullet point thing I suggested. You already know how to create engaging content engaging videos that isn't just rambling. The, the number one thing I just advise against is the rambling videos. But once again, I will say in the current LinkedIn video ecosystem today, right now, you can get away with rambling videos because people will watch almost anything right now because it's still early. But as we get more mature, that won't be the case. I personally believe that people won't watch rambling videos as LinkedIn video gets more mature. The, the whole bringing value and the value proposition, I know there's a lot of people that are really um, skeptical when they start creating their first videos. It's like, what are we going to do? And I think that right there, I think looking at LinkedIn differently is like if you're doing value first, um, yeah, you can do a minute, you can do two minute, you can do three minute. And I know a lot of people will ramble, but if they're just a little bit well composed in the sense of here's my bullet points, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is the, the end result that I'd like to see. I, I see a lot of techniques that people have been uh, learning on, on other platforms like YouTube and LinkedIn or not LinkedIn, but YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram that they'll be able to use a lot quicker on, on LinkedIn. Um, the, the big thing, and I, this is something that I just, um, when I work with clients and create it's like, we got to think of the individual you're speaking to. And right now, I think the, why I'm a little disgruntled on LinkedIn is because people are forgetting that they're, for, for, they're saying, Oh, this is like for everyone. This is like Facebook. And that's where I get a little frustrated. It's like, no, I don't want to know things about your cat. I, if I did, I want to follow your cat on Instagram Unless or whatever. you're a veterinarian or you have a cat related <laughs> business. <laughs> I, I always, always want to correct that because if you were a vet or you once again have a cat related business, yes, talk about cats. Why? Because it's business 
related, and that's what I I interrupted you to say. No, which no, is, no, no, this is exactly this, this what fine. you're saying, right? Well, no, the, the, I, I, I haven't read through the terms of service as of late. I usually do that with every platform just so I have a good understanding of what's happening. Um, and I've heard this by a, a couple creators that are on LinkedIn, and I don't know if it, it's valid or not, and I don't know if you have the answer or not, mm-hmm. but it has everything to do with Ricky. And Ricky's company, what he does is integrated brand deals. And mm-hmm. I heard uh, on LinkedIn that th- that's like not only frowned upon, but they'll actually delete the video. If it's an uh, integrated, a paid sponsorship integrated brand deal that you're not using LinkedIn advertising. Do you know anything about that? So I do think right now with just LinkedIn live that they're really frowning significantly upon that with just because also it's so new, it's in beta. It's kind of unfair to do a brand deal on that when other people don't even have access right. yet. Um, I, I should have read the TOS before this, Um, but I haven't read the TOS. But I will say what LinkedIn is actually frowning upon is not the brand deals. What LinkedIn is frowning upon is the the no good little things that are happening in the in the background of LinkedIn and sometimes hilariously on the LinkedIn platform itself. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about pods, which exists on, of course, Instagram. And if you are a marketer at all, you've seen or you've heard of Instagram pods. I actually really regularly get asked by people, CEOs of big companies who are like, Goldie, throw me in a LinkedIn pod. And I'm like, I actually can't because I'm I've stepped away from using pods after the first few months of doing video. Why have I stepped away? Uh, it makes me so nervous to do that kind of canned engagement that isn't real engagement, period. Yeah, it's not valuable. It's not valuable. It's not going to get my client, if I'm partnering with a brand, it's not going to get them like more signups. It's just going to make me look better. And It's vanity metrics, and and that's the whole thing. Like You have a way to, to really see the engagement. I mean, we've talked about this in the past on previous yeah. podcasts. And the reality is, is like, is it is it the amount of views and likes, or is it the actual engagements that brand really care about? I, I think it has to be real, yeah. I, mean, I mean, because you know you can now you know have an issue with fake engagement. Like you know, pods and bots are starting to act a lot more like humans. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're becoming very smart, and so the whole purpose of working with a creator or an influencer like like yourself is that you have an you know an organic, trusting, loyal audience. That's the only reason. Um, You know, we actually even frowned down upon a lot of times of putting media behind a post. Now, LinkedIn might be different, you know, with being that, you know, it's a different world, but... You know, a lot, a lot of you know companies out there will work with like four you know mid tier you know creators on let's say Twitter, have them do a post that gets you know hardly any engagement, and then they put you know thousands and thousands of dollars behind it so other people see it, yeah. and 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 you know from from my perspective, you work with someone that has built a community mm-hmm. through communication through creating their videos, and those are the ones that are going to convert or you know do the best for your brand. I feel like this is what I tell brands transparently also about LinkedIn right now, the ecosystem. I can guarantee you brand awareness. I absolutely cannot guarantee you conversion. And right. if, if any of the LinkedIn creators that you're working with are guaranteeing you conversion, it's because they're doing something like running Facebook ads on the side, Twitter ads on the sure. side, LinkedIn ads. They're running ad campaigns that you don't know about in order to get that conversion because that conversion just isn't really happening, at least from what I've seen with my content or organically, 
conversion doesn't organically happen yet with LinkedIn content. It might get there as it becomes a bigger community because yes. it's still very limited. Once again, 2017 mm -hmm. till now is the video community. That's a really short yeah. amount of time. And most people think, uh, they're thinking back to when YouTube began. I'm like, that's not when LinkedIn video began. LinkedIn video began in 2017. The community is still maturing. Brands are still figuring out how to work with them. Um, and once again, if if a creator promises you conversion, it would make it makes me really nervous because if I can't promise conversion, how are these other people promising organic well, conversion? Well, it's hard to promise anything organic. Right. I mean, I mean organic views or engagements right. or conversion. It, it's still, you know, such a, I mean, it's, it's in its infancy where it's going to take time for that to happen. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure there's people trying to figure out like where they need to go with video, you know, to, to get it more mature. Yes. But, but, but still it's one of those areas where people should look at it as like a playground, like, okay, yeah. let's start experimenting like crazy and get ahead of this curve before it becomes more mainstream. Yeah. I, yeah. I I'm fascinated to see what's actually going to take off with video video on LinkedIn because right now uh, there's a lot of people putting other videos that perform quite well on Instagram or Facebook over there, which is fine. I, I, I'm not opposed to that. In fact, I actually put one on my video mm -hmm. or on my, on my uh, page itself. But I think the, the critical key is like, what is going to bring the most value? And I think for me, um, being in the industry so long, it's like, what if we had TED Talks? What if we had uh, conferences that were live streamed that, that people could have access to? What if we had sessions from MIT or Stanford or whatever? And those are the things that are are starting to get the movement behind it. It's be like, where, what's going to bring value to And that's the what's starting to happen with some of the people who are in the live streaming beta is they're streaming conferences. They're streaming. What I've been doing is I like to stream literally while walking around or interviews or things like that because I want to break everything. This is my fun thing to do is right. you're going to give me LinkedIn Live, I'm going to break it, which I already did a couple of times. <laughs> Throwing that out there and the live team loves me for it. Uh, but that's, I think that's what's more interesting. It is a playground right now. And when people are already trying to put rules on LinkedIn Live, is what up two months old now? Yeah, I don't. I'm old? not even. I don't even have access One yet. One month old yet? So yeah. And here's can the you thing. Can you get us on? No, I, <laughs> I tried to fill out the form. I, I put all my stuff in you there. You need to and fill like, out oh. the form properly, like everyone. <laughs> no, I I did. I put out the form and it wouldn't let me hit submit. It's like your journal leaves wow. or you can't you can't nope. submit. It so, wants you to. It's just I I think they open it up and close it up with they get the sample size. Who knows? But I like I think it's really fascinating and I think that's where it can go even further. Yeah. Because uh, like. Some of the very best uh, things that I've ever seen in my life content wise was behind closed doors that mm -hmm. they could have live streamed, uh, but they're like, oh, we don't want it out to everyone on YouTube. But like I could see it like going into a group specifically on, on LinkedIn or being in a specific vertical on LinkedIn. I could see that bring a ton of value. And so I'm 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 actually not as skeptical with LinkedIn video. Um, normally, I usually am way skeptical when a, a platform takes it on. Um, however, I do see um, some patterns that LinkedIn's using right now that, uh, like, they're, I, I truly believe their priorities are a little misguided in the sense of where they're doing it. And I understand that they have to report to other people, mm -hmm. and Microsoft's probably pushing Microsoft. them, and, and <laughs> they're probably pushing them. But, but for me, it's like make a better experience for for experienced creators to come in and say, "Look, I can track what I can track, and I can see what." I can see. And then you'll bring people in that will actually bring quality content 
on the platform. Well, this is one thing that I've been doing with LinkedIn, which is I've been dragging them kicking and streaming into this new century of creators because the moment I became the mama bear, I'm like, great, I'm going to uplift as many creators and spotlight as many creators on this platform as I can. So at VidCon this past year, which Daryl, this is yeah. how we know each other, I I just did it. I went to Jim Louderback and I was like, hey, Jim, I love LinkedIn video. Can we make this happen? I'm going to do the first ever LinkedIn video creator summit. Let's throw together these things. And I was like, I will plan it a thousand percent myself and I will bring LinkedIn. And so now LinkedIn is part of VidCon just because I... I just said, you guys. And you crushed that. It was an amazing presentation. Thank you so much. Oh, and and I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm one of those guys that's like, yeah, it was okay. But you know, yours was really good. I, so. it, I hope it reflects how much love I have for my community. Well, so much so that's why I invited you to the Vince Summit Thank to come you. speak. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, I, know, I, I appreciate it so much. But I, I think that that it's so fascinating to see LinkedIn um LinkedIn video just becoming more mature and also the creative community behind LinkedIn video and watching LinkedIn try to navigate that because LinkedIn has never had creators on the platform like this before ever. And you think about it, it's a huge corporation and they're now getting people who are ambassadors, fanboys, et cetera. They've literally never experienced this before. One of the things I did was um, the first piece of hate mail I got, one of my friends printed it and my response onto a t-shirt, onto oh, multiple awesome. t-shirts. So I think it says something like, why are you making these videos on LinkedIn? This should be on Facebook, and it had horrible grammar. And I just said, thank you for that amazing opinion, because that's what it is. That <laughs> was my response, right? <laughs> and uh, my friend printed it on a t-shirt, printed on several t-shirts, and I mailed that t-shirt to the video team at LinkedIn, because I was like, here you guys go, you're changing lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, so um, we had a guest on, uh, John Ushai. He's a uh, project I manager for IGTV. John. Yeah, he, I think John he's the head of marketing. My he is awesome. So John he actually just launched a, yeah. a series. Like yeah. he, he has a series that's on LinkedIn now, and yeah. he's like he's going all in, and it yeah. makes sense because you know he has a he he um, has a cartoon that's geared mm -hmm. to uh, you know startups and millennials, and it's yeah. LinkedIn based. Yeah. But now he actually has a series that he's putting on, yeah. and he's super busy. I don't even know where he has the time to even do that. But what I'm excited about is to see the response, and his whole series is about kind of doing a review of ads. Yep. And it's, I don't, have you seen it? The ad I have amazing? seen it, It's yeah. so good. It's so good. And John is such an intelligent creator. So I actually met John when I first started on LinkedIn video, really creating videos, because I went in and I was just like, I want to know who every single one. So I know almost every single one of the original thousand or so LinkedIn creators because I love building communities and right. I love knowing who's part of my beautiful community. And John's cartoons are so wonderful. Everybody who doesn't follow John, please follow John. But um, seeing his seeing his new video series, I'm so glad because I have been, I have personally been nudging John to create a video series forever because I was like, right. John, you will only add to this ecosystem. You will only make good videos. And I know this because you already create great content. And plus, you were at YouTube for so long. You know yeah. you know what makes a good video. And other people don't have that, that luxury of that knowledge. So is there custom thumbnails yet? Because that just drives me freaking batty. <laughs> there absolutely is not. And this is part of the LinkedIn video course I tell people, which is your first one second counts because there aren't custom thumbnails yet. So you have to bake in a custom thumbnail for people who aren't video creators, it, aren't it, editors. Like, literally, no. that's not very hard to do with yeah. the programming team. I And I understand, like, they, they don't want bait and switch, but... 
you know, for to have the creators have to do that one second is just ridiculous when they can actually add the feature well, for it. Ironically, so over the course of what this year and a half, almost two years, that I've been with LinkedIn Video. I've been just pushing them for various things. One of the things that they they implemented because I pushed them so hard was actually getting SRT files. Oh, that's so great. So that you can was me. That. <laughs> You're so, welcome. Okay, so Goldie, I'm just letting you know right yeah. now. I have a whole list. I will, oh I will send it to you. <laughs> oh Please gosh, get darn. it done for me. <laughs> uh, uh, I have no power and no say. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's great. So <laughs> we'll see we'll how it goes. With, we'll end with that. No, um, I, I really, really adore the LinkedIn video team. And I, I have it's to not very big compared to other platforms. It's platform. so small. I don't think I people understand. How big is it? It's a handful. It, it, yeah. It's yeah, wow. like a hand. And there's how many fingers do I have on my That's It's less... It's probably less than 20 people who are working on it. It's very, very small. They're, they are all stretched to their limits right now. Well, and when, when you're saying the video team, because it's like the, like the video and education team are together. So I mean, yeah. it's even smaller than what it is because like, yeah. you know, some of them are only focusing on the video yeah. portion And they of it. are listening. Yeah. So they, that's the crazy well, thing. And that, that's what I'm saying is like divert resources where you, like you're trying to push the envelope and bring a new, uh, you know, feature to the platform instead of really define what that feature should be mm -hmm. and get it there quicker. Cause I think LinkedIn video, I, at all the platforms, I'm more interested in LinkedIn video than any other platform right now. Um, I think IGTV is close to that, but mm -hmm. for the audience, shout out to John. It, it is so. <laughs> he was currently at IGTV. Yeah, but no, but it is so interesting. It is so interesting because people are craving for it. I can see it. I can see it a mile away that they're yeah. craving for good quality content because I find myself less on Facebook and more on LinkedIn now because I don't like to have people's drama. I hate drama when people are talking right. about this or that. And I, I hope that they protect that ecosystem. And I hope that they also protect, you know, me not getting spammed in messages because I'm at the point where I'm ready to almost turn it off. And yeah. that's, that was the core of what LinkedIn was and is for me is like to be able to communicate with people, you know, either through post or from the, uh, through, uh, you know, the, the messenger and, and really connect with them on that level where we can, you know, do business or, mm -hmm. you know, give them a shout out or, you know, thank mm -hmm. them for this or that. But now I just get inundated by, you know, Hey, I'll grow your business 10 X, you know, but that's like, part of an inherited platform, right? Mm -hmm. That's an inherited that is just what LinkedIn has been. And so getting rid of that is much harder than, once again, if it was a brand new platform where they could just put in rules so that doesn't happen, it's already happened. Yeah. It's already there. I, so reining it back is much more difficult than than moving something forward. I've actually contemplating doing a bot. I know bots are, you know, against terms yeah. of service, but I want to I want to waste these people's time that are wasting my time. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I can double X. Oh, tell me more, you know? <laughs> just, I want to just kind of right. let that automated. I've kind of evolved with that. Like, you know, I have probably like 500 requests pending. Mm -hmm. And it's because. I, I don't want to tell them. you how many requests pending. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> but but I'm still one of his that's pending. He's having yeah, even. <laughs> I don't want to get sold. Wow. And yeah, you don't want to get into that bot cycle. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really annoying. But, 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 but to be honest, though, when somebody does have something worthwhile sharing with me, you know, it will, I mean, it, it, it will, I mean, I look at every single request and I go to every single profile mm -hmm. and I read every single message that's sent to me. Yeah. That is a request to like connect. Oh yeah. Basic, basic networking one Send a message. good stuff, I will listen and I'll respond yeah. or I'll ask a question and yeah. then I might let them, you know, then I'll, you know, connect with them. Yeah. But, but it's one of those things where 
if people do it right, it can work very well. But a lot of people aren't doing it right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there's a lot of shady people. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm very hopeful for the platform. I think it's it's moving in the right direction. I just hope that they you know are listening to this podcast and listening to you to you know really see some of the directions because like. I look at it from a creator standpoint um, and then kind of secondary from a brand. Ricky looks at it from a brand's perspective, probably secondary from a creator. Right. And there's a, a ton of opportunity. And I think um, right now, a, like if I was if I was in control of LinkedIn video, I would say, OK, let's figure out a way that uh, monetization can happen, mm -hmm. you know, because you definitely want to do it. Let's figure out a, a good way for integrated brand deals that's mm -hmm. be able to track some some things. I would do tools that they can mm -hmm. see. I do when love links Facebook Handshake. And, I oh, mean, I know people think it's really annoying and things like that, but I like how clear things are. I'm very above the board. If we want to go back to Dungeons and Dragons, I'm lawful <laughs> evil. I like to follow the rules, but I also like to make my own rules. But oh, I'm chaotic. Uh, <laughs> all bad. Only lawful. Yeah, but, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you have those key things, and I think the third, the third one, which is really more important, uh, is give tools of mm -hmm. analytics. Like you got to know where things are at and make yeah. it easy for things to to be found. Like you know, feed driven systems are so difficult. You have a you you basically upload something and you post it, and then it starts to depreciate. You know, and right. and you you know it gets lost in oblivion. Which there's some amazing content that would never be lost if there's a great way to actually find it. I mean, trying to find mm. a video. So the LinkedIn, navigation. Yeah, some some simple navigation, right. which is here's your videos that you're that you're posting. You know, instead of trying to see what they're what they're doing there, it's just it's a little bit more difficult. Um, and, so it's and, a lot more difficult, and I'll admit that. It's really tough for, say, my audience to even find my videos. And how they're finding my videos is if they really love me, they literally go to my profile page, they click on activities, they mm -hmm. click on posts, and they find my videos that way. And that kind but of you have to scroll down so much. Oh I tried gosh. to find a video that you posted a while yeah. back, and I, I'm like, it's impossible it's for impossible. me to do it. And yeah. I'm like, okay. That right there, those are the areas. Like if they will improve that, yep. they will be light years ahead of where they'll be by focusing on other stuff. Because like 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 live's great, and I think live has its its place. But those are the areas that truly do matter for people to to um, um, you know use their platform as a creator or as a brand. Mm -hmm. Because you have to have those metrics. You have to make it easy, mm -hmm. and ultimately, that's the way you disrupt the platform and and really get it to where it needs to be. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> uh, I'm just silently nodding and saying, yes, it would be good to have more organizational tools with, with LinkedIn video. And they've, they've heard all oh, of this I, I before. bet they've heard it a couple of times. I, I feel like they've heard it maybe one or two times before from other people, maybe me even. Um, but I do think that it's just, it's so exciting. Guys, it is so, so exciting to be part of a new video platform that is so different and not for teenagers. Do you know how novel that is? <laughs> that's like, amazing. Because that's the thing. Like in the last three to five years, we've seen all these new video platforms, but who have they been geared towards? Like, let's let's bring back Snapchat. Let's talk about TikTok. All those platforms are for teenagers and their short attention span, they're, you know, everything's quick. And this is the first mature mm, uh, video platform or video piece that's emerged in the last few years. And that is so exciting. And it's business related and on a platform that's B2B related. Like, I don't know how much more exciting it gets than that, how much more opportunity you have than that to get in organic content. Once again, that you don't have to right now 
put an ad spend behind. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to continue to keep growing. Yeah. It's going to get better. And usually it's the platforms where people are very passionate about, you know, things that could improve yeah. are the best platforms. Do you, do you guys do a lot of B2B uh, integration, stuff like that? You know what? We've gotten a lot of people that have been interested in the last like year and a half, whether we have like a B2B or a company targeting businesses, you know, hitting us up. And, you know, we've done some of that stuff in traditional integration, um, but but usually, you know, the, like the, the tactics are, okay, doing something on LinkedIn, Twitter, and niche, you know, communities on, on, on YouTube. Mm. And, but, but it's not, a, it's not a huge focus of ours, but I think it will become much bigger. Yeah. I, I think already, you know, B2B companies usually come after the B2C companies. And I, and I think now there's a lot of companies trying to find a solution to get inside the content. Yeah. yeah that's and really I definitely said no, because, you know, now I'm this, I'm the Oprah of LinkedIn, um, <laughs> <laughs> which we laugh about, but it's actually true. Um, Gary V actually recently posted, he's like, who's going to be the next Oprah of LinkedIn? And oh, bless my followers souls. They they went and they flooded that post with it's oh, already amazing. goldie and i just jumped on and i was just like hey guys thank you so much but you know <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing who's the next oprah of linkedin <laughs> thank you guys wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> but it's so fascinating with some of the brands that are approaching me because some of them are so inappropriate for my personal brand and i i just don't take money from brands i think are just not aligned and are not like they're, they're B2C companies that are not business focused. They have nothing to do with my brand. And they would just be so much better served on Instagram with sure. Instagram influencers or YouTube influencers. And I tell them that. I'm just like, I can't take your money because I'm focused on B2B or business B2C that makes sense. Like all the brand partners I've worked with, like WeWork, Skype, Wix, like all of those brands make sense on the LinkedIn ecosystem. But other brands, like there was a toothbrush brand that really, really wanted me to do something, but they wanted me to do literally a video of me brushing my teeth. And I'm like, you know, that is, <laughs> that's also getting into some other I'll areas do I don't want to start creating content for and getting, you know. Personal hygiene on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, if I that's was okay a, if it was a dentist, right? Exactly. If I was <laughs> sure. a dentist, that would be perfectly fine as a brand that I work with, but I'm not. So it doesn't make sense. They need to go find somebody that's better. But that's what I think is interesting is it's still really new for brand deals. It's still really new for brands that are figuring out how to collaborate with influencers. And this is the talk I gave at the end of last year about LinkedIn influencers and how to figure out who is best to work with and how you can, as a brand, work with LinkedIn influencers in a way where you aren't losing your ROI. There's a lot of money being thrown around right now, or just starting to be thrown around, and and I just having been on the brand side, having been in house, I don't want to see brands waste their money. Right. I want to see brands spending their money in a way they're going to return if they do. Yeah, exactly. they, yeah, and they're going to return if they do. And and I'm not always the right fit, so I tell people that. But I also tell people be really smart about who you do pick to be yeah. the right fit. Okay, so the, here's a question that's really important, and yes. you probably don't know the answer, or you're under NDA that you can't say the answer. <laughs> but are they going to do pre-roll ads in front of the videos? Because like that is the question of the day. Mm. Oh, like another form of monetization? Yeah. Hmm. Green is my favorite color. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go in a different direction. But so that's really say, cool that you might be able to have another form of you know, monetization. We'll, we'll take that as a okay. I can't talk about it. 
That'd be really smart, though, to have a rev share. Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) That would be really smart to be able to have like a rev share with the the, the community, like you two. I think that'd be off off the charts. Have your your two-person banter now about that. (laughs) (laughs) I have one more question. Yes. Are the talent agencies trying to represent the community of LinkedIn? That is what is fascinating to me because I'm so present. I'm so visible. And I I mean, let's be honest, I have green hair. I have a really interesting look for a LinkedIn influencer that you wouldn't expect. The talent agencies are jet, like, and I'm not talking, I don't even want to name names. So I'm not, I was about sure, to name sure. a couple you names that we all know. Names. We all know that are big here in, in LA where we're, we're all based. Um, so some smaller agencies are getting serious about trying to rep some of the talent that's on LinkedIn. And some of the bigger agencies, they're just starting to be like, oh, that exists. So I think that in if LinkedIn video continues along this path in two or three years, I think some of those big agencies might want to rep some of the biggest talent. They and, definitely will. And they definitely yeah. will. And some of the smaller agencies are already trying to, they're already trying to <clears throat> snatch up some of the talent by being like, I saw you first. And I think that is really interesting. And talent agency, management agencies, if you're smart, you will take this talent now. Hmm. You will just back pocket, hip pocket those people so you have them. So when the big unnamed agencies come, you already own them because you already flattered them by taking them on in the very beginning. That's all I'm going to say yeah. on that. Well, it, it, might be, it might be a different model, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I think probably a lot of these people that create audiences and and make a lot of content might see themselves more so as production houses. Yeah. Where where you know maybe they don't see themselves as celebrities where they need you know management where or where they want to you know maybe hire their own sales teams. Right. Um, I think it could go in a lot of different directions. Well, I think but, it's very interesting, even just outside of management. Mm-hmm. So some of the brands that I've worked with, they're or, you know, some of the brands who potentially want to work with me, they're like, great, I want to see you have higher numbers on Instagram. And I'm like, what does that, that has nothing to do with my, my audience. It's a very different audience I have on Instagram. My audience is teeny tiny on Instagram um, and not super great engagement. Why do you want them? They're like, well, we just understand that. So we want the mm. thing we understand. So this is also how I know it's so early. It is still so early. But that, because that goes back to my point early. of giving yeah. the tools that's, that are needed to be able to digest who's actually watching the content. But you I know? also feel like it's what they're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's analytics, yeah. better analytics, but I also agree they're so, they know what Twitch is now, right? They're just starting to understand mm-hmm. Twitch. They know what Instagram is. They know what some of these other platforms are, but they don't know what LinkedIn is. And yeah. it's making them all very nervous from management to brands and all these things. They want a piece of the pie, but they don't even know if it's a pie. Mm. It's probably a cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I, I just I just love these these podcasts. And is there anything last that you'd like to tell the people? You know, anything... <laughs> This is your platform now. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> we'll use this on LinkedIn as a one-minute yeah, video. Yeah, we'll use Go. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, then as my one-minute video, if you are thinking about creating content either for yourself and your personal brand or for the brand that you either work for or you are creating yourself, go ahead and do it. 
now is the best time to jump in and make mistakes. And I think we all have a fear of failure, but now is the time to go and create those videos. There is a supportive community of video creators on LinkedIn that will support you in your content creation. And as long as you follow every single one of the rules that I've outlaid out, along with every single rule that Daryl has ever outlaid out, and every single rule that Ricky has ever outlaid out, as long as you think intelligently about the content you're creating, you'll do fine. But also, once again, it is totally fine to make mistakes because we are in, like I, I like to say this, the wild, wild west of LinkedIn video. So grab a horse, jump on in, grab your cowboy hat, and get on going. <laughs> she did that without bullet points. That's amazing. <laughs> right at a minute. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, being a part yeah. of this. Thank you so much for watching this podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcast place. And we'll see you on the next video.